welcome to another episode on our Journey to the Manger family podcast. And this one is just for grown-ups this week. So just for parents and carers. And uh, I'm Grace and I'm on the staff team here at Andover Baptist Church. And I have another visitor with me today, but someone from outside of our church. So Louise, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's very exciting. Um, I'm Louise. I am a mum of two and I work for a charity um, supporting families um, across the UK. So it's Safe Families. Um, and we have a real heart for offer, to offer hope and belonging uh, to everyone and to every child. That's really exciting. So, Lou, you are a parent, as you've already mentioned is Christmas in full swing in your house <laughs> Christmas is very much in full swing and um, we have lots of family which is amazing but also potentially quite complicated so Christmas starts very early it starts in November for us really so that we can um, see and enjoy lots of family um, and so yes we're in the full swing um, my kids think that every day is a present day uh, at the minute just because the sheer amount of, of visitors and family that we've seen they kind of get a present a day um so that's going to be a big shock for them in January I think when there's no more Amazon deliveries I can hear the like equal excitement and trepidation in your voice as you speak <laughs> <laughs> I think it's complicated isn't it Christmas is it comes with its own challenges anyway for lots of us in terms of juggling um but I think even more so perhaps if you've got extra things to think about like complicated families or children that require certain support or managing um it brings another layer of of kind of complication or mental load which I think we don't talk about well we talk about more and more now um but yeah certainly reflecting on Christmas can actually go flipping it we do so much don't we and it's a juggle so it is good but it's it comes with a whole load of to-do lists definitely and I don't know um about those of you who are listening but I know in our house this week we've got um Christmas jumper day Christmas performance on another day school Christmas dinner on another day um, so it seems like school in and of itself has got its own Christmas programme. So, as you said, lots yeah. of load thinking about where your children have to be, in what clothing, at what time, <laughs> with some kind of present or accessory. So lots to think about. Absolutely. You've been doing um, some work at work on kind of some tips to share with parents on how to get through the Christmas season um, so do you want to just tell us a little bit about that, Louise, and introduce maybe the first top tip that you have? Yeah, sure. I think this happened last year where myself and a colleague were just, like we said before, reflecting on Christmas and the challenge that it brings uh, when you're parenting or looking after children generally. But both of us have certain um extra difficulties with our children whether that's like additional needs or um just behavioral stuff that kind of needs support and we decided that um for parents and carers it can feel quite heavy Christmas it can feel quite a lot of expectation um it can feel like a demand perhaps rather than something to lean into and enjoy so we wrote like five five top tips to survive Christmas that will hopefully be an encouragement um, um, to the parents and carers but also be able to offer that fun 
um, joy that we want the Christmas season to be full of. But so often we're running around like headless chickens that it's not, not very fun at all. And it just seems very stressful. So the first one um, is actually, it's quite simple, but it's calming ideas. So it's about having these things in the back of your mind as we build up to Christmas Day, because it's it's not just one day, is it? It feels like Christmas goes on and on and starts early and earlier every year. So we think through ways that we can provide that calm for our children, because we know if children are calm and able to regulate themselves, they can enjoy um the day better and be more equipped to cope perhaps with some of the challenges. So we think through um, ahead of time, what might we need up our sleeve to, to, to offer our children throughout the day or throughout, a, like think about going to visit family or a Christmas party. What will my child need to help stay regulated and calm? And this can be something that's in your bag all the time, like bubbles or fidget toys, um, recognising that our children often need our presence to help them keep calm. So um, we use quite a lot of our smells on our children. So I might spray my perfume on my child's jumper. So at school, there's that familiar sensory input that can help them stay just a bit, you know, more children relaxed and things like recognizing what do our individual children need rather than what's the expectation on them so for um my colleague actually she knows that noise is very um uh, can be quite overwhelming for her son so she lets him wear ear defendants even if that's not like typically what a child does at a carol service she knows that to have those ear defenders in will be calming for him and therefore they're more likely to be able to enjoy something that's meant to be lovely and magical but without these kind of strategies and tips can actually be really awful to be at a carol service with a, a kid that's struggling and, and, and not managing so we're trying to think ahead how do we set ourselves up to succeed to stay calm and regulated ourselves and what do we need and what can we provide for our children ahead of time that they can access and um, it could be a comforting blanket or um having things downloaded on our phones that can just give them five minutes out of the chaos perhaps um, and these can be things to think through about school something they can access that will help calm them down or at family events or at all the other stuff that we've got going on and um, like Christmas markets or church services so yeah thinking through calming ideas ahead of time. I love that and I guess also we kind of we're quite tempted, aren't we, to think about Christmas as one big thing. So actually, if we're thinking through, yeah. um, we're thinking through uh, a visit to stay away at family, we might think about that as a one whole thing. And to start to think about the calming things within that might be a bit overwhelming. So perhaps even breaking that down. So what what do I preempt in the car that we might need? Yes. And then what do I preempt at Grandma's house that we might need? to do yeah. and then so breaking that kind of holiday period down um into yeah. sections because what you might need in the middle of a carol service is or what you might have access to is very different to what you might have access to at granny's house you know like you say yeah. watching a quick episode of something in a spare room where it's nice and quiet might not be achievable in a carol service but ear defenders might be so kind of Absolutely. breaking that down like oh no that's another job for me to do I've got another mental load I've got to create some sort of elaborate sensory box let's like stay clear of that and just think right in order to make this more successful I'm going to grab a 
bit of chewing gum and a fidget toy and just shove that in my bag and just kind of it's not a thing to hit yourself over the head with it's not another stick to be like oh I've not done a good enough job but it's something to actually bring a bit of freedom and relaxation and it actually opens up the possibility that something might be more enjoyable because of the 30 second thought you've put into packing something in your bag and we do these all the time so you people might be listening going oh I do that um big tick yay that's really great (laughs) it links quite nicely with tip number two actually which is make a realistic plan because actually we can and I know I do this every year um stretch ourselves and our families beyond what is realistic and what is actually should be expected of my children and I I, they kind of I set them up to fail actually and because I'm bombarding them with events or Mm. things they have to attend and behave in a certain way and so for us as in our family with lots of visits and lots of amazing people we've got to go and see we really are um we prioritise making a plan that is realistic and ahead of time and we decide what we will say yes to and what we will say no to and we let our children know what that is. Um, Because keeping boundaries with people over Christmas sounds like, oh, that's a bit mean that you're not going to go and stay for three nights over at someone's house. Um, But actually, it's about recognising what we can cope with and what we can't and within that then you're setting everyone up to succeed um, and boundaries are, are really helpful for everyone our kids us the people we're visiting so that's kind of top tip number two um, and knowing that in advance knowing what's to come knowing what to expect helps our children feel in control and therefore can help them feel calm so they kind of all the tips kind of interlink with each other I love that and I guess um, part of that is managing other people's expectations on you at Christmas time too. So if you have that plan ahead of time and you and whoever's in your house has agreed on that plan, you will be able to kind of stand firm when you have to explain that plan to other people because it's it's almost um rehearsed or or you know um you know you know what you're happy to do and not to do. Absolutely and you're kind of um you're able to say things ahead of time to other people also you can actually get their expectations in the right order as well whereas if you left it till the weekend before you were meant to be potentially staying for three days with someone and then you said oh actually we're just going to stay a night or just going to come down for the day you know ahead of time helps just everyone plan and feel more in control of what's going on yeah I love that I know in our house um something really big for our youngest is a visual calendar so over the Christmas uh, holiday or the summer holidays. It's a bit like, who are we seeing on what day and what are we doing? And, um, you know, I'm not sure uh, where I am or what I'm doing. And I just, um, I get a bit excited, actually, for anybody listening to this that knows me. I get a bit excited uh, online, making a very pretty visual calendar that just explains what we're doing and where. And that kind of sets that expectation. Um, yeah. Practice. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be as elaborate as Grace as Grace and Joyce doing that on <laughs> online and making it pretty, but um, definitely we use a very simple um now, next, and then which you can describe on a piece of paper. Um and it's just it helps us as adults and children know what's coming up next and um it's really, really helpful. And you've you've kind of 
touched on it already, but that's our, our next point is sticking to a routine. So Christmas and the festivities and all the extra stuff that's going on has the potential to press nuclear on our routine. And we want it to be exciting and we want our kids to have fun. And we might say yes to a few things that wouldn't be normal um, or typical any time of the year. But actually, because it's Christmas, we're happy for them to stay up till 10 o'clock eating sweets. And that might be absolutely fine for you as a family. But for me, there are some things I absolutely do not move on because I know that sticking to that routine brings security and consistency to my children, which in turn helps keep everyone calm and measured and slightly on the right side of regulated. So uh, we regardless of the day in December, pretty much stick to the same morning, bedtime and mealtime routines. Um, and and it sounds a bit boring, but it actually means our children are freer to enjoy the festivities because there are some things that are the same that help them feel really secure. And that's where we would maybe consider using a visual timetable. Um, or if there are changes or there are things that are kind of not to be expected and um, adding them in as well so that a child can kind of see in advance what's going to be different about the day um and it can help just like everyone getting enough sleep and things like that it can just mean that children are able to cope with some of the more um yeah unusual things you might be doing like a carol service that finishes late actually if they've had enough sleep the night before then they're more likely to be able to cope so yeah, sticking to a routine, it sounds a bit boring when we're we're kind of bombarded with choice of what to do in festivities and you can feel a bit like, oh, if we're not staying up till midnight having a really fun movie night together and 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 watching the the lights or whatever, we're failing. Well we're not at all actually, because I know my kids going to bed at seven means that everyone's happier. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd rather that. <laughs> And I think you hit the nail on the head when you were explaining point one about, you know, everybody listening to this podcast, parents or carers, they know their child the very best and you know what works for them. So I know that there are families in our church who uh, a big calendar would of, of events and knowing where they are would induce anxiety in their children or maybe hype them up too much knowing what's coming. And a simple now and yeah. next calendar might be far better. Um, so you know you guys listening to this podcast you know your children best you mm. you know hearing what Lou and I are saying you'll be able to pick out you know oh that would really work for me or you know oh that wouldn't quite work because of x y and z and, and modify it accordingly absolutely 100% and I think at Christmas you can lo- listen to quite a lot of voices and external things kind of telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing or the ways to enjoy Christmas is you have to do this and it's a load of rubbish we all know our family set up the best we know what our children can cope and can't cope with and even then they still manage to throw a curveball anyway so um yeah do what's best for your family think it through and and kind of take bits that will work and throw away the stuff that won't part of that for us was um, thinking through as, as a couple and as a family presence because oh my goodness what a like minefield presence can be and um, you know thinking through gifts and what to get people and the expense of it but um, certainly for my children actually um, presents work best when they're simple and um, we are lucky with the amount of family we've got we actually managed to spread presents out and it it's really helped my children and um, to not have like peak excitement just on Christmas day you know like when they're so overwhelmed so almost anxious about 
Christmas and um, spreading our presents out has actually been really really helpful for us it wasn't necessarily a choice but it's working really well um and they they uh, one of the things that's helped is I have really low expectations on my children when I've given them a present or when someone else has given them a present and um, you know we're we're taught um, that children need to say a quick thank you like super quickly before they've even had a chance to see what their present is they need to be going around hugging people and saying thank you uh, actually um, I have low expectations on my children and just kind of manage that and and maybe say thank you on their behalf or let them process what it is that's in front of them and for some parents who are maybe parenting children with additional needs or a diagnosis like autism or ADHD actually surprises can be the most triggering thing for our children and you yeah. might decide as a family that there are no surprises and my colleague um tells her son uh, well, he actually helps buy his own Christmas presents on Amazon. He gets them from the delivery driver and opens them immediately, has a quick play with them, helps his mum wrap them up. And then on Christmas Day, he's so happy and so relaxed because he knows exactly what, it's, what it is he's getting and he knows exactly that it works and it's exactly what he wanted. So obviously that's quite an extreme version of keep presents simple, but it's okay to go, what do my children need? And let's veer off the traditional and do what we need to do to cope and to let our children actually enjoy Christmas for, you know, because for some children that surprise is just too much. Um, so, yeah, yeah we're really kind of trying to learn that keeping presents simple can be quite helpful. Amazing. So is that is that three of the five tips, Lou? Are we on to number four now? I think or? that's four. So we've done calming ideas, making a realistic plan, sticking to a routine and keeping presents simple. So... Number five is self-care. And this has been like bashed around, hasn't it? And um, particularly, I've just heard more and more people talk about it the last year or so and prioritising yourself as the parent or caregiver. Um, and it's absolutely true. And, um, you know, self-care is not a luxury. It's 100% a necessity. And Christmas can kind of happen around us, especially if you're the default parent or you're the parent that maybe is more gifted or skilled at taking on some of the practical stuff for Christmas you can end up kind of being the person that manages Christmas and not actually being able to take time to relax and enjoy Christmas and what it means to you and so you know it might be about putting into your plan and putting into your routine time for you on your own to go for a walk and look at the lights or to schedule in some friends coming over for a wreath making session although I did that the other day and it was very stressful so it's probably not self-care <laughs> I was getting so cross that the flowers were looking ridiculous um but something where actually you can go this Christmas time I wasn't just running around like a headless chicken looking after everyone else and the people down the road and every man woman and dog that comes past but I actually took time for myself and be able to enjoy the kind of season of hibernation and warmth and snuggling and whatever that feels like to you whatever you enjoy and um, you know I love booking in time for a long 10 kilometer run in the mud uh, that is not everyone's cup of tea but if we don't book it in it very rarely happens and if we use language like oh you know oh you know I, oh, I don't need to don't worry about me it's fine actually um, we kind of perpetuate this idea that self-care is a luxury and it's not it's a necessity 
necessity. So yeah, looking after yourself and booking in that time to recharge and to lean into the Christmas season is our kind of final tip um, to help Christmas go as smoothly as possible with opportunities to actually enjoy um, all the stuff we talk about with the Christmas jumpers and the Christmas parties and the this, that and the other. Um, and it's just, yeah, something that I try to take time to plan every year, time for myself. I love that. And and we're so often as parents and carers, the people that are keeping the show running. And uh, I know we've all heard it yeah. countless, countless times. But, you know, if we're not able to keep that show running, that show doesn't happen. <laughs> so no. uh, being able to, uh, you know, take time out. I always think that there is such a kind of stigma about putting the telly on in front of, you know, between parents and carers. But Christmas is the best time for that. Like there's so many Christmas movies. There's so many kind of Christmas programs or on BBC iPlayer or other platforms that are available, um, <laughs> you know, popping on like a Christmas movie. And I know I've, I did it yesterday. In fact, I, I made myself a cup of tea. I sat in the d- dining room and just stared out the window into the garden. <laughs> and, my children, and my children watched a Christmas film and they loved it. Um, but it yes, just meant yeah. that I had five minutes I drank my cup of tea in peace and actually it's using those sorts of things as a tool isn't it um and and also maybe not being super um you know you've said already keeping Christmas simple and not having too a high expectation you know it might be lovely to have uh, a weekend away with our girlfriends in London for Christmas but actually keeping not gonna happen yeah really realistic and simple and say actually I'm gonna um I'm going to have a cup of tea in the kitchen in peace or I'm going to wake up half an hour before the kids and eat my breakfast or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, and, and like you say, if you don't plan for that, that it just won't happen. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I've really enjoyed like seeing my children see me chill out a bit because I, I, I really remember this. My mum's like, a big memory of my childhood is my mum running around like a blue ass fly. And like, she was amazing and phenomenal and doing everything. But very rarely, I do not have a memory of sitting down watching a movie together. Mm. And actually, that is one because, well, loads of different reasons. But I think actually being, showing our children the kind of skill of going, I'm not needed right now and I am okay to relax is a really important one. And to sit down in front of a movie or go and take that five minutes to have our hot coffee or whatever it might be. It's perfect at Christmas, like to slow down and think about family time and being together and um, a chance to to actually lean into that. I think it's really great. So I would definitely recommend more TV time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can say Louise from Safe Family has said it was okay for my children to watch TV. <laughs> 100%. I love it. So I'm going to ask you one last question, Louise, which I haven't prepped you for. So it's going to be left field. Um, So we can kind of put into action these five top tips uh, for our families. But often Christmas is a time, like you've already mentioned, where we kind of share lots of time with others, other families, other friends, um, our extended families. How do we kind of manage what our family needs amongst our maybe wider family needs or our friends or our church families needs what if you could say one thing into that what yeah you- um I yeah I think that's a really good question and I think 
really it's about thinking ahead and actually figuring out what your family needs because often I think when things are busy and everything's kind of just happening we're reactive to situations so we might yeah. be in a situation that we're like oh gosh actually this is overwhelming my child's not coping oh no but I can't say I've got to go because that will upset granny over there and oh no actually I really need to just give them chicken nuggets because they've had five zillion roast dinners and they're really <laughs> parsnips you know sometimes we find ourselves in like that firefighting parenting um because we haven't had that time to think through what we're going to cope with and what our children may or may not cope with and we don't always get that right of course they love to throw curveballs but for me the way we best manage that and manage other people and other people's expectations is to actually know in advance what we think our children can cope with and what we want what do we actually want from going to visit family? Um, it's time together for us. So we will, you know, make sure we've carved out time. But that doesn't mean that I can do five days with them because my children will not. I wouldn't cope. So um, it's, yeah, being realistic and thinking ahead for me is, is the most important thing. Um, and we think and we plan through so much at Christmas, don't we? I know people who've like ordered their Christmas shopping in September or something absolutely outrageous. <laughs> but we often leave that kind of consideration about our needs and our family's needs right till like we're in a moment. Um, and often then we're it's like a, just a firefighting response, isn't it? And it's not particularly thought through. I love that. So thank you for spending a little bit of time talking us through that. So I'm going to see if I can wrap it all up in a sentence and I would say <laughs> work from point five upwards make it a priority this week to find some space some self-care for yourself um and take some time thinking through over the next 10 days what will your you and your family need um to keep Christmas as kind of calm and level as you possibly can thank you so much for joining us and um we will say a goodbye and we will have one more family podcast next week. So goodbye from me. Bye, bye from me. <laughs>